0: can you stand, please, for a second and turn your Bibles if you have one in Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Just a couple of thoughts here I have for you tonight on the book of Psalms. Look, Psalm 100, what the Lord has to say for us tonight on this special night. And we look at the goodness of the Lord. Look what it says there Psalm 100, verse 1 all the way to verse 5. It says, The psalmist says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before His presence with singing. Know that 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 the Lord, He is good. It is He that made us, and now we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and unto His courts, with praise, be thankful unto him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, as mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Shall we pray? Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, the psalmist can say, we can even say better than the psalmist says right here, Lord. You are good, you are merciful, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your love and mercy for the wonderful salvation that we have in you. Lord, help us to be grateful. Help us to be thankful. Lord, I just pray, Father, that we tonight really think about the goodness of the Lord, how good you are to us each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Right? Tonight we're going to look at this uh, praise and thanksgiving uh, because it is the season, I think... uh, The uh, month of uh, November, to me personally, is a month of Thanksgiving. I like to think that way, even though some people look for the day. And of course, people have different uh, looks about Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is a, a time of the year or a day on which we should think about, should meditate about the goodness of God. God is good. You know, actually, the first Thanksgiving had one purpose. You know, if you look at the pilgrims in the history, you know, what they went through, many of those people have died, many of those people have got very sick, they struggle, but there was a time on which they got out, and they celebrate Thanksgiving. You know what they did? This celebration was giving thanks to God and praises to God. You know, and that was the, the first Thanksgiving. Well, today, unfortunately, Thanksgiving is much different in many homes, You know, many families, many people, they don't think about Thanksgiving the way it should should be celebrated. You know, even though the country itself celebrates Thanksgiving, many people look for Thanksgiving for football games. You know, that's what they're looking for. They can't wait for the day to just watch football. Well, they can't wait for that day to, to have an argument with Uncle John and Uncle Joe and cousin this and cousin that. And, and, the, and the table, instead of a, a time of joy, a time of wonderful conversations, is an, a time of arguments with each other. That shouldn't be like that, but th- th- that happens in many homes. You know, but Thanksgiving is a time to be grateful and to express gratefulness and thankfulness towards the Lord. I think we have so much to be thankful for. Let me put it this way. All right. Our health. We should say, thank you, Lord, I'm I'm healthy. Many people are in hospitals right now. Thank you, Lord, that I have a job. Many people don't have jobs. Thank you, Lord, that I have clothes on me. Some people in this world don't even have anything to wear. Thank you, Lord, that uh, I have people around me that love me and care for me. Some people don't even have that. He so said, we have so much to be grateful and thankful about. So much. God is good. And you know, the problem is this. Even in our nation, many people are so far removed from God they know that they don't understand the goodness of God. I tell you what, God is good. And God takes care of us. Sometimes not the way we want, but He does take care of us. We have to have faith enough to understand that God is good. You see, for the sake of introduction here, I want to give you a few points right here about what the psalmist describes here in this, in this uh, little five verses that I just read to you. But this is a great psalm to commit to memory right here. However, uh, whenever you are living, uh, having a good or a bad day, just quote this psalm to yourself. Memorize it and begin to practice it. Practice. You see, God is very concerned about the way we think. Okay? Think about this. God is very concerned about the way we think. And the question is, why? Because the way you, th- we think, you think or the way we think affects the way we, the way we live. We need to learn to be thankful and to express our thankfulness towards people and towards God, not just on Thanksgiving, but every day. May we be people who are grateful and thankful. We live, live in a day and age where many people are very ungrateful. They expect everything. They're, they're not grateful. They don't express thankfulness. Even the little things of life, the little, little, little um, things that we don't put much into it. Let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. Express our gratitude and thankfulness. You know, we have to express our thankfulness towards our spouses, our children. Our co-workers, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And always towards our God. The Bible says in everything the Bible says, give thanks. So thankfulness is what? Is a learned behavior. We Listen, we don't, we, we, we're not born into this world as thankful and grateful. It's something that we learn along the way. Naturally, none of us, like I said, are thankful creatures, but selfish to the core. We are born natural, naturally selfish creatures. Now, look at a child's behavior when they play together. How selfish they are. How ungrateful, how ungrateful they are. I mean, many ways. You know what? Because they don't know how to be grateful. But that's why par- the, the reason why parents come along, along and teach them. Say thank you. What did you say? Say thank you. And sometimes they even look at the mom or the dad and they look at you if you're going to say something. And you go, Oh thank you. You know, they don't they know at that age they don't want to, you know, but they know the instructions. Thank you. Thank you. And when they forget, oh thank you. See, but we teach them, but we should do the same thing ourselves. You know? There's one thing that I noticed today, you know, there was a day on which maybe I'm too old. <laughs> there was a day on which people People would, you know, if you walk in the store or in the door or even a workplace or whatever it was, people, especially if it was a lady, even a guy, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or another guy, you will hold the door for the person behind you, right? And a person will will come in and pass by you and say, thank you, right? How many people do that today? Wonderful, Wonderful. that's a blessing, that's a blessing. One time, I mean, one time in those days when I was young and i i was a muscle guy you know i was you know bodybuilding forget it, i'm just kidding <laughs> but anyway i i had my bag and i went to the gym gi- to the gym and and uh, and uh, uh, this woman was coming behind me and it, i mean i'd open the door and i I'd wait for her to come by and she walks right in and i said thank you for holding the door for me i really appreciate that i did i say that i said that And uh, she never responded, but, you know, we have to learn to say thank you. It is a wonderful thing to be grateful and to say thank you. So, let me give you a few points right here about this passage right here tonight, about uh, praise and thanksgiving, okay? Just one one little statement right here before we get to that first point, uh, is the way we think affects the way we live, and living affects the way we think. Okay, so let's look for a brief moment at five ingredients of right thinking that expresses our thankfulness to the Lord. All right, number one, make a joyful sound unto the Lord. Look at verse one, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. So as we read this verse, the expression of the heart of the psalmist as he invites every land to make a joyful sound before the Lord. And let me put it this way. If he is inviting people to make a joyful sound unto the Lord, is because he is already doing it. You see that? Without joy, without gratitude of heart, we don't express thankfulness to the Lord. How many people you say, I don't feel like singing today? Why? Because, you know, things are just not good. I don't feel like singing. You know, listen. The joy of our hearts causes us to ex- express to the Lord the goodness of the Lord. A, you know, listen. You can be hurting and still have joy in your heart. You follow that? But The, the psalmist right here says, you know, look what he says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all, that little word all ye lands. You see, unfortunately, the people of this world make two types of sounds. When we look at the people of this world, we can't we can help, but there are two different sounds that people are making this Thanksgiving. Letter A, if you have an outline there, is the sound of the lost, the sound of the lost. You know what? Lost people do not praise God. Those, you know, like, they, listen, they don't even think about God. God is not in their thinking. God is not in their way of life. They just do the best they can. They're not, you know, they don't have the Lord each and every day. They don't talk with the Lord each and every day. They're just going on, they're just existing. Pretty much, that's what they do. So the sound of the Lord, they make their sound. Oh, yeah, there will be screaming in some homes this Thanksgiving time. There will be arguments. There will be drunkenness, you know, in the name of Thanksgiving. There will be people throwing things at the TV because they, their team lost. Or, or they don't like the play that went on. You see, the thought of God is not even there. It's the sound of the lost. They will make a, jo- a sound this, this Thanksgiving day. They will. It was not a sound of thanksgiving the way God intended to be. You see, the pilgrims, they made a sound unto the Lord, a joyful sound because you know what? They celebrated God that day. Not only the sound of the Lord, but this thanksgiving also will be the sound of the saints. Who are the saints? Those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive Him as Lord and Savior. So now, the sound of the saints are totally opposite. We get it together here and we make a... Wonderful sound. That's what we've been making the whole time. For about a 35-40 minutes. We sing unto the Lord. We praise His name. What are we doing? We make a joyful sound unto the Lord. A sound that blesses Him. He wants to hear that from His children. We are grateful. And we sing from our heart. So we make a sound that reaches heaven. We make a sound that reaches our God. We make a sound that glorifies our God. Look what it says. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. The psalmist understands and the psalmist invites everyone to make a joyful sound unto the Lord. So folks, we not uh, to sound like God is dead and that we, uh, and we are in the mood crying. You know, like our God is not dead. Our God is alive. You know, and when we make a joyful sound, we believe that He's listening to, that He's watching us and He sees what we do and, you know, don't come to church to think that God is dead. God is not dead. God is alive forevermore. And God knows exactly where you are. God knows, God knows exactly what you're going through. God, God knows exactly what you're living through. He knows every little detail about your life and mind. He knows about you so much that the very hairs of your head, He knows every single one of them. Can you count your hair? But God says He knows how many hairs you have. He see, that's the God that we worship. He's a living God. He's a God that loves us, and He's alive forevermore. And we, the saints of God, we have to make a joyful sound unto the Lord. God loves the sounds of His children when they're praising Him. Listen, we're not, we're not looking for professional singers. We're looking for willing people that come up here and from their hearts sing unto the Lord because this is for the audience of one. We're just participants. You follow that? If we come to church and say, oh, serve me. You know, I want to hear. I want to be praised. You're wrong. Because this is for the audience of one. He takes the honor. He takes the glory. Because it's all to him. We participate together. You know, that's what we do. So, why am I making a joyful son unto the Lord? Because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Because I'm saved. I'm a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because Jesus Christ is coming back again as he promised. Because heaven is a sure place for me. Because of all the hope that resides on outside of the child of God, we can open our mouth with gratitude, joy, and words of praise. Speak words like the psalmist. And look, look what it says in Psalm 95.1. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 96 verse 1 says, O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth." You see, he continues to invite us to sing unto the Lord from our heart. Psalm 97, once says, The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of islands be glad therefore. And Psalm 98, one says, I'll Sing unto the Lord a new song, for he had done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm had gotten him to victory. You see, we worship, we serve a wonderful living God who loves us. He cares so much about you and He loves you. Don't ever think that God forgot you. God did not forgot you. God loves you. You see, but i didn't mean pain. He knows you're in pain. But I'm struggling. He knows you're struggling. God knows. Listen. The disciples loved the Lord and they were with the Lord. And they, when the Lord told them to go to the sea and how he will meet with them and they find themselves in a big storm. They thought they were going to die. Who came to the rescue? Jesus did. So, their minds were so into the storm, trying to survive. When they saw Jesus, they thought he was a ghost. They didn't even believe that was him. Here came Jesus walking on water. He came to rescue those that He loved. And He does that to all of us. That's why I say God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is a good God. So number one, we see in praise and worship, make a joyful sound unto the Lord. Number two, perform, perform joyful service Unto the Lord. Look at that in verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. See. If we read this verse with an open mind. We will see the heart. And the desire of the psalmist here. He is inviting us. Not only to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But also to serve him. With gladness. You see there are two types of Christians. Or two types of people. Or two types of Christians. However you want to put it. They are the pessimists okay, and the optimists, (laughs) okay, the pessimists, they go like, oh, you know, I don't know if we can do this, oh, you know, they you know, it's like Eeyore, right, you know, he falls on the the river, and he goes down the river, oh, I know there's a waterfall down there, well, I will fall, I might hurt myself, but anyway, it's okay, and boom, there goes Eeyore, (laughs) Well, they, they, are, <laughs> they are the pessimists and they are those who are, you know, they, 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 they look forward to things. They are the are, optimists. You know what? The psalmist right here is telling us to be optimistic, not, you know, not pessimist. You know, only bad things happen to me. No bad things happen to anybody else. Oh, you poor me. No, that's being pessimist. Because the reality is this. All of us have problems. Right? We can be pessimistic about problems or we can look with, the re, with the, uh, 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 a reality and say, you know what, we can move forward with this, be realistic on those things. Because you know what, it happens. But we shouldn't be pessimists, okay? We have, we have many problems with, with, uh, with our lives, but you know what, God is good. God says, serve the Lord. He says, serve the Lord with, glad- with gladness. Well, think about something here. He's inviting people to serve the Lord with gladness. That means that he's already serving the Lord himself. You know, don't tell people to do something you're not doing yourself. You follow that? Serve the Lord with gladness. You know what? Isn't that good when we serve the Lord from our heart with a joy and a smile? It's not easy for you to say. No, (laughs) listen. It is a wonderful thing to serve the Lord with gladness of heart. Sometimes we even forget about our problems when we serve the Lord with gladness of heart, just for a moment. You know, one thing that I learned in, in I, I, I studied music, I learned music, I played in a marching band. Here's one thing that I remember. My, my teacher told me, he said, You know what? Sometimes it's good just to pick up the instrument and just go through it and just play, play for half an hour, an hour, even if when I don't tell you to do it, because it relaxes the mind. Is that true? You're a musician. And, you know, I learned for myself, like, it is so true. You know, I used, to play, I used to love to play the saxophone. Well, I never had one, but my uncle John had one, so I used to go, uncle, can I use your saxophone? <laughs> I did. So, but anyway, it relaxes the mind. You know what? It's the same thing. You know, we need to serve the Lord with the gladness of heart, happiness. Be glad that we're serving the Lord. I hope you do that. You know, how many times we come to church with a heavy heart? and leave with a joyful heart. Look what John Wesley says. I don't quote much, much about this guy, but look what he says. He's one of Christians of the past. He said, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, in all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. Serving our God is always a very rewarding thing to do. I'll tell you what. The psalmist says right here. Says right here to us. Look, let, let me look at the verse back to you. It Says, "Serve the Lord with gladness. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord this Thanksgiving. Serve the Lord with gladness." Don't you know that you serve God by serving people? Don't you know that? Then you know that Jesus said, "If you give a glass of water in my name, you give it unto me." We serve the Lord with gladness, and we say we give something to somebody. Say in Jesus' name. doesn't give us joy. Let me put it this way. Is that better to give or to receive? Why? Because you put a smile on somebody's face, right? As I got older, I, I, I'm getting older. I'm learning more and more on this. I said, maybe I, when my birthday comes, I should just give gifts instead of receiving gifts. You know, like, you know, my birthday is my, my birthday. <laughs> you, know, I, you know what? Because if you see that, Joy, you know, you know what it does to you? It blesses your heart. It puts a smile on your heart because somebody said, oh, thank you, especially when they're surprised. All right, so what we see, make a joyful sound unto the Lord, perform a joyful service unto the Lord. Number three, be joyful sheep of the Lord. Be a joyful sheep of the Lord. Look what it says in verse three. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. See, the problem of many sheep is the problem of the heart. They love Jesus, pray in Jesus' name, and sing and praise Jesus. They tell Jesus about others. They love everything about Jesus, but they won't surrender their lives to Jesus. They don't want to follow. They don't. They don't. They want to lead. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to give to They, uh, they want to give to others, folks. Let me put it this way. Let the shepherd lead you. Let the shepherd lead you. Actually, go to Psalm 23. Go to Psalm 23 for a second here and look at the sum of the shepherd right here. I'll put it this way, okay? Do you like to drive or do you like somebody to drive for you? He said, depends. <laughs> All right. You like to drive or you like somebody to drive for you? Because somebody, some people like this, when somebody drives for you, they tell you what to do, the driver what to do. Oh, 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 slow down. Oh, 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 put your blinkers to the left. Oh, oh, is a red light coming? You know, they, they try to tell the driver what to do. You know what that means, what that says? You're not trusting the driver. You're trusting yourself. I remember my mom, when she used to drive with me, she Stick like the foot in the bottom of that thing. i was like, Mom, what are you doing? I'm, I'm stopping the car. i Mom, it won't stop. <laughs> it won't stop. But you know what? You know what? what I'm trying to say here is, I'm not trying to joke around, I'm trying to say here is this. Let Jesus be the driver. Trust him. Sit in the driver's seat and trust the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 23. Look what it says. This is the trust of the of David right here. Look at his trust. Look, look what he says: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Do I have no wants? He maketh me lay down in green pastures; he leadeth me beside the still waters." Sounds like, oh, that's a nice song. If you look at the life of David, you understand what he's saying right here. David struggled through too many struggles, a lot of things happened in his life. Well, look what it says in verse 3. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, look what it says. Though I walk through the, through the valley of the shadow of death. Look what it says. I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You see that? He says, don't happen what happened to me. I know you are with me, Lord, and I'm comforted with this. Verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Look what it says in verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, this is the sheep allowing the shepherd to be a shepherd. You follow that? This is the sheep allowing the shepherd to be a shepherd. The shepherd is the guy; the one that guides the sheep follows. That's what God wants to do in our lives. So, letter A in our, on our outline, a shepherd's security. We found this in verse twenty in Psalm twenty-three. Psalm twenty-three describes the security that our shepherd gives us. What a wonderful thing! Letter B, we see the shepherd's creation. Look at verse three. He it is He that made that had made us. We as believers believe that God is our Creator, and He created all we have. Uh, we have to tr- what we have to do is trust Him because He knows best. Folks, we are just simple sheep, and He is the Great Shepherd. By being simple sheep, we need to think like sheep, not think like a shepherd. In other words, we need to trust the words of the Shepherd, the guidance of the shepherd and the love of the shepherd towards us. Look in the mirror and you will see God's handiwork around you. You, will, you are a special creation that God made. When you realize that God loves you enough to make you you can rejoice and have, a, and, and have great joy when you realize that you are not a product of evolution, uh, evolution process, but you are made by the hands of a loving, powerful creator that loves you. You will rejoice and say, thank you, Lord. You are so good to me. God is good. In and in the in in psalmist try to tell us here the, this, these, in these in, in words. Let us see the shepherd's salvation. Look at verse three. He says, "The sheep of our pasture." So, you know, we with great and uh, we with grateful hearts can give thanks to our great shepherd for his great salvation. You know what? If the only thing we could do is say, "Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful salvation," thank you, Lord, for Calvary's cross. I think will be enough. Because we really don't understand the salvation of God. We, we're glad we saved, but someday in heaven, we really truly going to understand what God really did for us. Can you imagine? we the enemies of God, and God came in the flesh. In the flesh, I'm sorry, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, shed his blood for his enemies. God is good. His salvation was very costly. His salvation is... Uh, is available to all people even today. His salvation was painful and it's free to all of us. So let's look at point number four here on this uh, uh, Psalm 100 here. Have a joyful spirit before the Lord. Look at verse four. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. The psalmist makes here a personal invitation for each one of us to come into God's house with words of praise and a heart of gratitude. You may be going through some trials and troubles of life right now and, and, and in your heart you really don't feel like coming to the house of God. But I tell you what, it's always, it's always worth coming to the house of the Lord. I tell you what, I'm a pastor. You know how many times I come I come to church... It happened many times with the smile in my heart is hurting. I'm human. I'm not, you know, I'm not Pierre and you're done here. No, I'm human. At the feet of the cross, we're all the same. Sometimes life hurts. It hurts bad sometimes. But you know what? I'm glad I came to church. I'm glad I heard the word of God. I'm glad I, I sing songs to the Lord. I'm glad I did. You know what? Because I went home rejoicing and understanding that God is good. God is good. I tell you what, it's not by mistakes that the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together. It's not to punish us, it's to remind us of how our good is in the house of God. I tell you what, the house of the Lord should be a place where we learn from God. We learn His words, the way it should be learned. We learn the word of God. We praise his name. We make a joyful noise unto him. And we go home rejoicing. God is good. What a wonderful God. I tell you are! this Thanksgiving, we have so much to give. Thank you to the Lord. Praise and, 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 and adoration to him because to God be the glory. Make a joyful son before the Lord. When you come to God's house, make a joyful son. He said, Pastor, really, I don't even know how to sing. Sing it. I don't care. I can't carry it. I'm always out of tune. Sing it. When we when when we at uh, 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 Grivet or Grivett, the Baptist Temple, uh, <laughs> there was a man in our choir. We had a choir, there, a big choir. When we had a man in our choir there that he could not carry a tune. He could, he couldn't. He was always out of tune. And when you sing next to him, you had to really keep your stuff together, otherwise you will go out of tune yourself. <laughs> but he tell you what, you know, there's a couple a couple times that somebody approached the. Uh, the assistant pastor was like, you know, we gotta take that man out of there because he goes, he's making a joyful noise unto the Lord. He's singing from his heart. And then he was there Sunday after Sunday praising the Lord. <laughs> and he did it with a smile. And he knew sometimes he said, guys, ah, it's hard to sing, but I love it. <laughs> You know, you know, wonderful when we come to the house of the Lord and we come and we fill our hearts and we come with a heart of thanksgiving and praise. And God says that's our way we should go to the house of the Lord. He uh, says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Wow, what a wonderful verse right there. Listen, going to church is not like going to a funeral, okay? Our participation the church service should be a participation of joy and gratitude and thankfulness in our hearts for what God has done for us. It is easy to thank God when things are good. But when life hurts, when we are hurting, both like, you know, physically or spiritually, that's when we need God the most. Believe me. We need God the most when it's hurting. Listen, when you were kids... And you fell and you had a boo-boo in your knees or, or scrape your knees or, 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 or your elbows and you fell down or, or scratch your face. You ran to mom and mom and mom will gather you together. Aren't you glad you went to mom? You know, same thing. You know, so we need to run to God and say, Lord, I need you. Sometimes, you know, just come to the house of the Lord, even though when life hurts and listen to the, to the singing of God's people. Our heart begins to get warm and warm and warm before we know we find ourselves singing too. Number five, in our things right here, understand the joyful shepherd. Look at verse five. For the Lord is good, as mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. So the first thing that comes out of the mouth of a Christian when he testifies of his thankfulness towards God is most of the time is salvation. I am grateful that I am saved. I'll tell you what, most, most, I mean, every Christian that I know always said this thing, the first thing that comes out of their mouth, I'm glad I'm saved. Because salvation is the greatest hope of the human heart. To know that judgment is not waiting for me when I die, I'm going to heaven to be with my Lord. It is a great hope. It gives give us, even, give us, a, ju- give us a, a ways of wanting to sing to the Lord and praise His name. But according to this verse, not only should we be thankful for our salvation, but for who God is. So let's look at three things here in this verse that describes our God. One reason that we should be thankful. Number one, letter A, God is good. Look what it says. For the Lord is good. You see... The psalmist says to you and me right here, listen, we come to the house of the Lord, we make a joyful sound to Him, we serve the Lord with gladness, He's our great shepherd. You know what? One reason, God is good. You know what? That's one good way to describe God. God is good. He's good all the time. He's good to all of us. God loves us and He's so good to us. He's so good. Can you, can you remember a time when God was not good? I can't. God is so good to us. Every day. The things that He, he makes he make come our way, the things that He gives, the people that He put in our paths, all those things that we go through life, we look up and say, God is good. And the psalmist says, for the Lord is good. May we keep that in mind. Now, letter B or number two is God is merciful. Look what it says in the, in the, in the psalm. It says His mercy is everlasting. Mercy means God not giving us what we deserve. He understands our weakness and our failures because He uh, because he's a mercy, is a merciful God. He has enough mercies for you and me and will continue to give to anyone who calls upon Him for salvation. He is a God of mercy, and we should be thankful for that. Constantly forgiving our wrongs is an expression of His mercy. God could say to me and you, you've done enough, I'll, I won't forgive you anymore. But He forgives us every time, over and over again. You know what? Because He's gracious and He's merciful. Our God is so good. Look what says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassion fail not. And look what it says in verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God's mercies are new every morning. God is good. Number three. Look what it says. in Let us see. God is truthful. And His truth endureth to all generations. Folks, That is the awesomeness of our God. Listen, it don't matter what generation goes by. His word is always true. You know what? Many people are doing disservice to people by not teaching the truth of God's word. Let's not water down the word of God. Let's teach the word of God for what it is. God's word is a wonderful word. It changes people's lives. I tell you what, many people are doing disservice to this. That's the, the awesomeness of our God. God is truthful. He is good and merciful and truthful. We can trust Him because He will never lie or deceive you. You can ask Him to forgive you because He is merciful. And when you believe that because He's truthful, when He said, I'll forgive you, He forgives. You know, do you ever, you ever ask somebody to forgive you and you go scratch your head and you say, I don't think they really forgive me. Have it happened to you? I don't think that, people, that person really forgive me. You no, know, With God, that's not true. God, when, you, when God says, I forgive, he forgives. When you are lonely or with any problem, he understands your tears and your disappointments because he is a God of compassion. You can share with Him your most deepest secrets of your heart because He is truthful and He will never lie to you. He is a God of truth. Everything about Him is truth. You can trust Him with your problems, with your kids, with your spouse, with everything else. You can even trust Him to save your soul. Everything by God is true. Look what it says in John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. His word will stand forever. Our God will never lie to us because in him there is no evil but absolute truth. We can trust him all the time with his promises because they never fail. So this thanksgiving is one thing that we can do. We can praise his name. We can be thankful for who he is. We can be grateful for what he does. You know what? We have a wonderful God. And this Thanksgiving or this week, however you do it, don't forget to praise his name because he's good. He's a good God. Don't forget to say, thank you, Lord, for this great meal. Thank you, Lord, for the people around me, friends and family. Don't forget to say, express to him how good he is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for your love and mercy, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for this time of the year and a time of thanksgiving. Lord, you're so good to us, so merciful, so truthful. And Lord, help us to always remember to show gratitude for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you could.